Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Colossians 2 verse 13 today. Now, if you had assumed that there was no more circumcision talk to be had, you would be wrong. Uh, This idea of union with Christ, death to life, and yes, even circumcision is still at play in verse 13. So we're going to pick up the same theme as the last few verses, but really the point that Paul is making here is amazing. He wants us to see how forgiveness has given you new life if you are in Jesus. So let's read it, and then we'll get into it. Colossians 2.13 And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. So I I think there's a logical flow to this verse. So what I'm going to do is just essentially walk through the phrases And then at the end, I'll give you kind of a suggested application point from it. So let's run through just the phrases itself quickly. Uh, First, Paul speaks to the Christians in Colossae here, and he reminds them that they were dead and uncircumcised. So verse 13, he says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Now, let's remember, Paul has not met many of these people. So let's just imagine if you were addressing a group of people that you've only heard of, you've never met. You could think of maybe a presentation at work to a group of people that you didn't know or a talk at some little event or something like that. And you've heard great things of them, but you haven't met them. And you address them with something along the lines of, you were dead and uncircumcised. That's not a very flattering sentiment that you're giving them. But biblically, that is all of our story before we met Jesus. It may seem a little bit harsh or brash, but that is the Bible story of where we were before Jesus. Paul says we were dead in our trespasses. And that word trespasses is essentially doing something against God's law. So if you trespass on someone's property, you're breaking a law with that action. Well, our trespasses are the things that we have done that are against the will and ways of God. If there's a, a, a line or something that we should not cross or we should not do, and we do that, we are trespassing the law of God. He then says that you are also dead in the uncircumcision of your flesh. And again, we've talked about this the last few episodes. This is essentially living in a state of separation from God. Circumcision meant that you were in with the people of God. Uncircumcision meant that you were separated from God and his people. So this is Paul reminding Christians where they came from, especially if they were Gentile Christians or not Jewish. They were separated from God. They were trespassing and sinning against the way and will of God, and they were living in a state of death. Uh, One commentator that I read that was helpful here is named G.K. Beale, and to help us understand this passage, he wrote this, Actual acts of trespasses and the condition of the uncircumcision of the flesh 
are both not only the reason for their dead condition, but also indicate the sphere in which the dead live. Okay, does that make sense? He's saying that the trespasses and the uncircumcision, that is the cause of their dead condition, but that's also the sphere in which the dead live. So that's the reason we are dead, but it's also the lifestyle of the dead, trespassing and being separated from God. So as a people, Paul's reminding the church, we were that, right? We were walking in disobedience, separated from God, and because of that, we're living in this life of death. But what did God do for us? The text goes on to say, for people like that who were dead, God made alive together with him. We used this phrase in an episode in the past, once was, now am. That's the same idea here. I once was dead, separated, living in sin. I now am alive together with him. It is only God who can take that which is truly dead and make it truly alive. And how does he do that exactly? Notice that little phrase again. He made us alive, how? Together with him. It's Almost as if, friends, that Paul is saying in this book that the idea of union with Christ is important. Like every verse is saying this same idea. It's all in him, with him, through him. This idea that God works in us is all wrapped up in our union with Christ. How are we made alive? How do we transfer from death to life? Through our union with him, together with him. And again, if Christ moved from death to life, then we too who are united with him are moving from death to life. Uh, Another writer, N.T. Wright, helpfully sums it up this way. He says, when God looks at those who are in Christ, he reckons that which is true of Christ, particularly his death and resurrection, is true of them also. If that is true of Christ and you are now in Christ, Christian, that is true of you. When God sees you, he sees his perfect, righteous son. You are perfectly clothed in the beauty and righteousness of God, and you are now not dead. You are alive. I once was, but I now am. Now, you might be asking, and I think rightfully so, if you have a sense of self-awareness, how could God view me, a sinner who deserves death, as perfect and righteous like Christ, right? Like, how does that actually work? How does he actually see me, a sinner, as holy and righteous? And I think that's a great question that we should ask because I do. I live a a life full of sin, full of trespasses, full of unrighteousness. How could God possibly view me as righteous? Does he just overlook all those sins? Does he just not choose to see my flaws? Well, Paul answers that exact question by saying he did this. He has forgiven all our trespasses. We are made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, Paul says. You are moved from death to life because the trespasses that cause death have been forgiven. You are seen as righteous and perfect in Christ Because your trespasses and unrighteousness and separation from God and living in that state have been forgiven. It is, in fact, forgiveness, 
that is another piece at the core of the gospel message to us. All that we have in Christ is because all the wrong in ourselves has been forgiven in Christ. Now, the next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about how he specifically does that. But for this verse, as we think about just the idea that though we were dead, we are now alive because he has forgiven us, if that is all true, I want to just end with one final encouragement today, okay? To fully meditate on and grasp that, I want you throughout your day, whenever you're listening to this, take the time now set an alarm, do it later in the day, whatever you need to do. And I want you to meditate on this phrase throughout the day. Christ has forgiven us all our trespasses. Christ has forgiven us all our trespasses. And one thing that's unique about the way that phrase is put together in Greek, which is the language Paul wrote this in, that word all is not tied to the people So he's not saying like us all have been forgiven. It's saying that we have been forgiven all our trespasses. Now, why does that matter or why is that so beautiful? Well, it's beautiful because all means all. All your trespasses, all the wrongs, all the disobedience, all the wickedness, all the guilt. Friend, it has all been forgiven. So as you meditate on that phrase today, here's what I would encourage you to do. As hard as this might be, let your mind drift to that certain sin. You know the one I'm talking about. That one that kind of haunts you. That one that deep down you aren't sure if Christ would really forgive that sin. That one that you really don't want to tell people. That one that you don't even really want to confront. That sin I want you to let your mind drift there, and I want you to preach to yourself Colossians 2.13 and say, Christ has forgiven all my trespasses. Praise be to God. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.